Welcome to the Positive View Podcast, the podcast where we explore life circumstances, mental roadblocks, and endless opportunity to discover the positive view. I'm your host, Brianna G. And I'm your other host, Christy Murphy. Today, we're talking about ways to be more positive. Yes, but before we get into that, at the end of each episode, we set a mission for ourselves. And this week's mission was to rest. Christy, how did that go for you? This was a great mission because uh, I loved it. And actually, it was interesting because there were times where I was tempted to just stay up and like be on Reddit way too long. And I went, wait, the mission is to rest. And so as a result, there were a few nights where I went to bed earlier instead of just um, screwing around online, keeping myself awake for no reason. And so I went to bed earlier, which is never early uh, from the way I live my life. And also I treated myself to watching a Jackie Collins documentary on Netflix and just Mm -hmm. let myself enjoy that late last night. And it was inspiring, even though I don't think the coverage of the, I, there, I have some critique of like, I would have wanted more about her and more of her life, uh, but I did find it inspiring and restful. So I loved it. How about you? Good. That's great. Um, I think I managed to rest. I feel like I leaned into the openings for rest more than I feel like I would have in the past. So um, in this new role I'm in, I have the opportunity to take a lunch and not have the feeling like I have to work through it. So this week, um, twice, twice this week, uh, I had this, I just almost like forced myself to actually close my door and step away for the 30 minutes to have lunch. And so instead of like checking email or doing all these other things, I brought a book and I read through my lunch hour and I used that as my time of rest in the middle of the day. And it was great. And I feel like taking the time to rest and really not feel like I had to bounce from thing to thing allowed me to just identify a couple other areas where I could like sneak it in. Um, And one of those is, um, again, new job. I started a different time, which means traffic is, it's like the first time in 20 years that I've had to deal with traffic really since, um, well, I guess not quite 20 years, but since moving uh, back from Los Angeles, I'm like, what is happening? I don't like this at all. What a wonderful opportunity to practice patience. Um, So what I'm recognizing is I actually have to leave a lot earlier um, to avoid any unforeseen circumstances. And so I get to work um, almost like 20, 25 minutes early. Uh, And that is time now that I'm just using, you know, that is a rest time. It's like a come down from, you know, okay, I'm going to get ready, start my day, but I'm not like checking emails. I'm not doing anything, any of that. I'm just taking a little bit of a mental break before I get my day started. And it's actually really cool. It makes me start work in a whole different frame of mind. Um, So I would say this week of rest has gone really well. I love that. I really do. I think this is one of my favorite missions, actually, because it came in handy and it was relaxing. Uh, And it also highlighted to me how little I prioritize rest and how much I equate Mm -hmm inaccurately equate rest with goofing off. And (laughs) I just found like this was a really exciting way to be positive about rest. And speaking about being positive, uh, today's episode is about ways to be more positive. And so when I say that, Brianna, what does that mean for you? 
I feel like uh, that that is ways to concretely be more positive. So find those things that are challenging and work on, you know, some reframing, that type of thing. But I also think that finding ways to be more positive means finding ways to support my positivity work. So it is doing things like we've talked about here, uh, finding ways to rest, because if I am rested, if I have given my, you know, taken taking care of, if I am taking care of myself, um, then I feel like I'm in a much better place mindset, um, have the energy to do the work it takes to be positive. Absolutely. And I agree. Like, I'm really surprised. The reason why we chose this particular episode is, I've got to say, I haven't been at the peak of my positivity game, let's just say, right? We'll just say mm -hmm. I'm in like a little bit of, um, I don't, I, I've had a lot of back pain. I'm tired and I'm not feeling it as much as I normally do. And mm -hmm. I, one of the reasons why I wanted to do ways to be more positive is because I wanted to remind myself of those ways. And I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't want to be negative about not being enough, about being positive enough, Right. We don't have that toxic positivity in this podcast. If you're not feeling it, you're not feeling it. But there are ways and little things that you can do to kind of make things not as bad. And I think any degree of positivity you can muster, I've always been of the opinion, I don't even think it has to be more than not. I'm fine if you're 1% less negative than you were. Like if that's the best you got mm -hmm. in you, if you can't even see it in the positive realm, just like inching my way back to being... Mm -hmm more excited and happy about life. But I'm not one of these people who thinks that it's all rainbows and kittens all the time, but I never forget that there are rainbows and kittens. They do exist. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so that's why I was really into having this as a topic this week. And I think one of the ways for me to be more positive is actually to let go of the guilt of not feeling it. Like for mm -hmm. me, not being... Well, I, the first episode we ever did was messy and imperfect, and it's and it's one of our most popular episodes. And mm -hmm. I think what that allowed me to do is to look at why am I not feeling my best? What is going on in my life? Why am I doing it? And look at it as a way to look inward, like to look at it as not something that I'm doing wrong, but look at it as information that I'm gathering on myself. And I think there are many times in life where circumstances beyond your control do affect the way you feel. And I think being able to acknowledge that and to feel those feelings is a great way to be more positive. Just because you can't be that sort of everything's kittens and rainbows doesn't mean you're not a positive person. It just means that you're a person going through some shiznet and that's okay. And I think for me, the way right now, the way that's resonating the most strongly for me is to not get on my own butt about not being on the top of my game, to not be negative about not being as positive. Does that make, mm -hmm. it's so hard to describe, but I hope that makes some sense. Mm -hmm. It does make sense. And I feel like talking about it from the perspective of, you know, taking the opportunity to go inward or, or, um, take some kind of like that self-awareness inventory to see, okay, well, what is going on here? I, you know, <laughs> when you proposed this episode, at first I was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I got it. I just don't know if I've got it in me to talk about <laughs> 
ways to be more positive. You know, I feel like I was going more towards like, let's have one of those episodes where we just talk about how how it's okay when things aren't going great. And that's true. It still is okay when things aren't going great. But I feel like this uh, this topic, finding ways to be more positive, is really the epitome of why we're doing the podcast in general, aside from wanting to, you know, put this out there, put something positive and helpful, we hope, out there. It is because we ourselves need to remember this. And, you know, after I got over my initial reluctance, um, I feel like it was, you know, in this time when I feel, you know, um, less than positive, uh, I've got some health things that that are still kind of questionable and up in the air. And I am just tired. I am fatigued and exhausted and just like kind of overall, you know, that sense of like, uh, I don't got it. I just don't got it. And so when you said, let's talk about to be positive, it was like, mm, no. Uh, but then, yes, let's talk about ways so that I can remember or maybe, you know, hopefully learn something new so that while I'm in this period of whatever this is, I can, you know, maybe as you said, if even if I can't say, well, I'm, you know, 10% more positive, maybe it's, well, I'm at least <laughs> 1% less negative. And so, you know, and I don't even think that I'm necessarily negative right now. I just know that it's not, it's real hard to muster up any kind of energy to be, to be overly or, or overtly, I'll say, uh, positive and rainbows and kittens. <laughs> Absolutely. And well, and I think that's the hope behind this episode, right? The hope on learning more ways to be positive is that when you're not feeling it, you have some techniques in your toolbox to, to help you cope with what's at hand. And that doesn't always mean, hey, I'm feeling down. Now it's rainbows and kittens. It can be, hey, now I'm feeling down and I can take there's some positive takeaways to come from this. For instance, and, mm-hmm. and there are many ways, there are many reasons why there can be a lack of energy to be positive. One can very much be some health issues. And then it also can be environment and circumstances beyond your control. We are in the middle of a pandemic right now. It is taking longer than I think many of us thought it would. There is some frustration regarding you know, regarding how we wish this was would have all played out and a lot of other things mm-hmm. at play right now. And But I think there will always be something in whether it's at work or whether it's in a relationship, there's always, you don't control the universe. You have to deal with what is. And I think one of the hopes behind doing an episode like this is so that we can sort of reimagine what positivity can look like in some of the times that aren't necessarily the brightest of times. And for me, I mean, I think you mentioned a lot of solutions uh, when you were talking about it. You know, rest is a prime foundation for positivity period it's very hard when you don't have energy to see rainbows and kittens right so rest is a big one reevaluating the way you think about what a positive take looks like you know if you're feeling drained the um i'm the sort of thing that i used to do was you're supposed to be a positive person but why don't you have the energy to you know one of the things we were talking about was dealing with anger and i'm like I'm, i think maybe we should go to a rage room brianna you know we don't even live in the mm-hmm. same city but i'm already you know internetting 
And uh, you're like, yeah, I don't have the energy to do that. I don't even have the energy to get mad at what I'm angry at, you know, like, no. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. But it is fun to read about it on the internet to just know it exists. And, mm -hmm. and the truth is like rest, reevaluate, accept where you are reframe what can be done. These are like really prime, eat good food, watch something that brings you joy, or at least, or maybe even watch something that makes you angry so that you get that little bit of angry energy. Like I'm all for getting, like, I'm all about dealing with where you are to get with where you want to go. Um, but I'm not about pretending like what, what's got you down doesn't exist. That's the to mm -hmm. toxic positivity. We did a whole episode on that, but I don't, I don't want to go there. Mm -hmm. Right. And I, I, I agree. I think, you know, since that first episode, Messy and Imperfect, we really have tried to stay focused on this idea that, yes, we're doing this work. Yes, we want to be more positive in our life overall because it just affects everything, you know, our work, our relationships, all of it you know, helps to improve our resilience, all of these things. Uh, but, but the goal has never been to just be positive all the time, because it's not realistic. Uh, and it's certainly not, uh, you know, it is not the goal to just be okay with things that aren't okay. So I think, you know, when we were talking about the rage room and the anger, it was really helpful to talk some of that out to just identify like, what like how can we how can we almost like how can you were helping me strategize right ways to be angry in a positive way I guess I don't know if that's quite the right phrase for it but you know the way to I guess positively experience our emotions and the things we're going through and to be able to recognize I think for me right now it is that sense of um, being able to recognize I'm angry about some things that I have no control over and how do I work through that uh, or, or not even work through it? How do I experience that without it negatively affecting me? Anger is not bad. Anger is not necessarily negative. It is, as you <laughs> wisely were sharing with me, it is a helpful emotion. It is a piece of though how to experience that and then have an outlet for that that's positive. And so, um, you know, when we talk about ways to be positive, it is for me identifying some of those emotions that are maybe more challenging for me to um, experience that I have a tendency to want to avoid and figure out how it is, how I'm going to I guess, uh, how I'm going to experience them and not, um, not get on my own case for being angry or, you know, whatever some of those, um, I'll, I'll just stick with anger. So not get on my own case because I'm angry, uh, right now, uh, with things that I can't control and, and still find a way to be productive not a productive, still find a way to not let that take me down some sort of random, weird anger pit that I eventually just like get so mired in that all I am is angry. And then it, you know, kind of spirals out of control from there. I totally relate to what you're saying. I think anger is one of the key things that can derail our positivity. And there's a weird, there's two ways mm -hmm. you can go with anger, right? There's the, 
expressing my rage in a way that it builds on itself so that now I'm this kind of person who just lives in constant outrage. And then there's the other way to go with it. Uh, now I'm saying there's, these are two less than ideal ways to go with it, right? The other way mm -hmm. is to sort of eat that rage until it turns into a sadness. And I've done both. I will say I've more likely swallowed my anger. I don't know if it's societal reasons or just personal disposition towards being more comfortable with the idea that I'm sad than being comfortable with the idea that I'm angry. However, I do think there are healthy ways to express our anger. And sometimes in the moment, I, I, we were talking about this beforehand, and it's my small bit of victory. My sister had some very rude neighbors who were bad dog owners, and they, their dog was starting to bite. And my sister shared a common lawn, and we were literally moving her out because they were such bad neighbors. She didn't want to live there anymore, and she just had it. And also, she had other reasons to want to move, right? So we're moving. It's her last day there. I'm trying to move her stuff. The dog gets into the yard, which... You know, when somebody's opening and closing the gate constantly, you'd probably want to keep the dog in at that point, but mm -hmm. they weren't the best owners. So the dog actually nips the back of my calf while I'm walking away, like runs up to me and just bites me. But it's not like a bite where I was wearing baggy sweatpants because, you know, that's how I roll. I'm glorious like that. <laughs> uh, and so I'm wearing baggy sweatpants and, and the dog nips at my calf and um, it literally like startled me. And I turned around and the owner was nowhere to be seen. And I was like, hey, really loudly to the dog. And I was really angry um, that the owner wasn't around. And then the owner of course runs over cause he thinks I'm gonna, I don't know, hurt his dog or something. And I like pointed at him aggressively, which is not like me, but it is very much like my guy. So I feel like I was channeling my guy's way to do his anger. And I was like, hey, mm -hmm. your dog just bit me. Get that dog in the house. And or something like that, like very sternly. And the guy just swept up his dog and rushed into his house. And I've got to say, it's one of the first times in my life, and I am a middle-aged woman, that I expressed mm -hmm. my anger in the moment and got such a very speedy result, Brianna. And that's what I wanted him to happen. I didn't want his dog to get out in the street. I didn't want his dog biting me. I wanted his dog away in the house for the next half hour. And then the dog can have the whole yard to itself and, and terrorize the next neighbor um, <laughs> that moves in where my sister was. And mm -hmm. I've got to say, so there are like ways to express anger. And then if you don't meet the moment, which is often not my case, I normally just like stunned by my anger and also by the abject gall of people. <laughs> like mm -hmm. It really gets to me that later I can journal. One of the things you mentioned beforehand is angry music. There are mm -hmm. things like rage rooms to go to. If you have the energy, uh, you know, that's a big if, if you're mm -hmm. us and, uh, but get yeah, journaling, raging, um, screaming in your car, these kind of things can help you deal with expressing that rage because a lot of times anger builds up. And I remember hearing somewhere, maybe it was a therapist on somebody playing a therapist on television, or maybe it was genuinely a therapist on a talk show. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So, but I, it rang a little true for me. And if it does for you rage turned inward is like sadness or depression. And I, that really felt true to me. And so mm -hmm. if anger is one of the things that's 
making it hard to see the wor world in the most positive way. Take a look at that anger and really deal with, you know, what does this mean for me and how can I express this anger in a way that's safe for me uh, so that I can not carry it around in my heart. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that, you know, our conversation before this, uh, when we were talking about that, I think that is another way, uh, being able to have that connection with people, finding that safe space, talking things out, whether it be, you know, whether it be, hey, I'm feeling super positive today, and isn't that great? And you get to celebrate that with someone, that's one way to be <laughs> more positive or to be positive. Um, but then also when you're having some of the more um, challenging or um, less, I'll say less than positive times, um, being able to talk that through with someone, a trusted friend, a trusted family member, um, maybe it's a clergy, maybe it's a therapist, whomever, just being able to talk through that and really let that out, um, regardless of what the emotion is around it, I feel like that definitely has is has been one way to be more positive. I know we here talk a fair amount about our initial uh, foray into positivity, and and it was that group. It was a group of people, you know, having having that goal. And I don't think when we started that group, any of us were like, we want to be the most positive people ever. We just wanted to be a little less miserable at work. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yeah, that was and to complain a little bit less at work. That was that was it. That was all we were going for. And certainly um, we were able to achieve that and it was helpful, but it really was the camaraderie of doing it together, of having that support. Um, and I feel like, particularly when we're talking about now, I do think as I'm examining, you know, what are some of the challenges to my positive outlook right now? Part of it is I, I get the sense that, um, and maybe, you know what, I'm not even going to preface it. I have this, like, I had this kind of realization the other day that the, um, that sense of like, we're all in this together uh, isn't there anymore. You know, I, I remember in the early days, I, I feel like such an old lady now, just like, remember when? In the early um, days of the I, pandemic. All <laughs> right. Oh my goodness. Um, but it was, you know, I don't know, for the first six or eight months, whatever, especially in that first month when we were like, we don't know what's happening, but we're doing all this stuff and we hope it's going to be okay. And there were just, I mean, there was that sense of like, we're just, we're coming together to try to make this thing not terrible or not as terrible as we think it might be. And there were jokes and there were, you know, crazy art projects and memes, <laughs> and, memes yeah. and the memes, um, all of these things that helped me be more positive. I mean, I feel like you and I were sharing memes back and forth like crazy, just trying to be like, oh man, you know, I can't believe what's happening right now. But to be able to do that in a, in a slightly more positive way, um, to keep, you know, essentially to keep our spirits up, to not fall into fear, um, and to be able to process, you know, what was happening uh, again in a 
as much as possible in a positive light. So I feel like that sense of, you know, finding someone uh, to connect with, to be able to talk through things is definitely one of the ways I've found is really helpful to be more positive. I mean, even, you know, earlier this week, you and I got together and we talked and and it just, um, you know, the, it just helped. It, it just helped to kind of see a different perspective or just know that you're not going through it alone, I guess, is also, you know, if it's a challenging time. And even like the celebration time, I, I am really um, learning that the celebration, the celebratory times are just that they're so important. Like I have a tendency to like downplay. Well, I'm like, I'm telling you, like, you don't know, <laughs> but you mean your terrible just, hype man, my terrible hype man, just to downplay like, Oh, it's not a big deal. Yeah, whatever. It's not a big deal. Uh, and you're always like, what, how are we like <laughs> three hours into a conversation and you're just telling me this now. So I'm learning that uh, being able to celebrate is another way to, uh, is another way to be positive and to kind of maintain or develop, I guess, um, if you're like me and you're terrible at that, um, to develop that sense of positivity. Yes, an exciting opportunity to develop your celebration skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the hype man concept because I'm always really good at figuring out, I will say that is one of my strengths is being able to figure out where's the party? Like, where is the opportunity to say, hey, this is awesome. As a matter of fact, if you're listening to this podcast right now, now, good on you for looking up ways to be more positive, huh? There mm-hmm. you go. Congratulate yourself. There's not a lot of people doing that right now. Um, I mean, the, we do have a decent amount of listeners, but there are a lot of people who are just wallowing in their sorrow right now, which is definitely a choice to make. But trying to make things better is something, there is a heroicism, to the effort of trying to make your life better. And every Mm -hmm. degree of success counts. I always believe that every little degree of success, and just because one of the things that I had to learn through painful physical therapy, uh, I was in physical therapy for uh, my back after a car accident. And one of the things that I learned in physical therapy was, um, I, she was trying to get me to do this exercise. And so we, we uh, went on the side and I'm supposed to pull my body up in this certain way. And she said, uh, go. And I was, I thought I'd went. And so there was a rep of zero, Brianna. And I saw her scratch something down on the pad. And I was like, did you just write down a rep of zero? And she was like, yeah, yeah, that's what we did. So no matter where you start is fine. I eventually worked my way up to like one or two or three or four. And then there was a day that came that it didn't go higher. It was one lower. And mm-hmm. I kept trying. And she was like, okay, you can stop now. And I was like, but I was able to do like four yesterday and I can only do three today, something to that. And she said to me, and I always remember this, um, growth isn't always linear, no matter how hard you try to make it so. And the Mm. harder you try to make it so, the more damage you're going to do. Three is fine. Mm -hmm. And we often use this sarcastically and then sometimes true. What if this is good enough? Whatever you've got today, why don't you ask yourself, what is this good enough? And the answer is, it's plenty good enough. If this is what you got going on, 
That's what you got going on. Meet yourself where you're at. Acceptance is a big tool to positivity. This is where I am. Wherever I am, even if it's something great, although that doesn't sound very positive, uh, isn't where you're always going <laughs> to stay. You could be someplace greater. How about that? Or yes, someplace not as desirable to your own self, but it doesn't, it's okay. Wherever you are is okay. And I just, I feel like that acceptance is something worth celebrating. The idea that you're trying to change, the idea that you're trying to remember to be a more positive person, all of those things are worthy of celebration and are worry are worthy of getting credit for. So I give you credit now. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And the, I really appreciate hearing or, or being reminded of, you know, success isn't linear and this idea of incremental change. So it is a matter of, you know, am I, when I'm really, you know, like us, when we first started this, am I really going to expect and, and I probably did knowing me that, well, I've decided I'm going to be more positive. So I'm going to be more positive and like all the time, right? Like I'm going to go from zero to a hundred in 2.2 seconds or something like that. No, <laughs> uh, I am going to start out and like today I'm going to go for, you know, reframing a negative thought or catching a complaint once, <laughs> Right. One time. That's it. <laughs> and if it happens more than that, great. Uh, but my goal is once. And you know what? If I don't make it, if I if I forget, which is, you know, sometimes happens with me, um, you just like get to the end of the day and you're like, oh, I totally forgot about that. Um, if I forget, then great. Tomorrow or this next moment is my opportunity to try again. So I feel like that um, this idea that I just what if this is good enough, but also that it's incremental. I just need to do one little thing to like get the ball rolling. And, and I had to learn with this too, the idea that I would maybe have to stick with that one little thing for a bit. So it wasn't, as you were saying, it wasn't like, okay, well today it's like, I'm going to catch one and tomorrow's two and whatever. It was one <laughs> for quite some time. Um, and, and that's all right. I mean, I'm, I'm slowly had begun changing my outlook in the way that I um, see things, but then also the way that I react and like, um, and, and handle myself. And so I just, you know, that idea again of incremental change, and sometimes it is like maybe you're, um, and identifying what is like, what's a quick win? What is one thing I can do in the next few minutes or in the next hour, or the next time something presents myself, presents itself? Maybe I'm not at the spot where I can reframe. Maybe the one thing in the quick win is just recognizing the opportunity. I don't have to do anything with it. But, you know, if we're talking about ways to be more positive, for me, the big piece was just identifying when those opportunities came around. And sometimes my good friends had to remind me like, oh, I think this is an opportunity for you. Um, often sarcastically. Um, <laughs> but it it was within, it was in that, um, it was in the acknowledgement or in the awareness of the opportunity that I feel like real change, though slow, <laughs> started to happen. 
I love that you mentioned incremental change because one of the things that I've done to myself in the past is I've set the bar at perfection and anything less than that is an abject and complete total failure and a reason why I will never mm-hmm. be the person I wanted to be. And hopefully I could just trick everybody into thinking I might get better one day, but the truth is I'm just a piece of garbage and blah, blah, blah. Like I just usually, I used to do, you know, one of the things that we had was this negative thinking traps episode. And one of, one of my big negative thinking traps is now it's all ruined, black and white thinking, that kind of thing. And incremental progress is not a very sexy concept. And if you're me and you've tuned in and you just want to be different, like now, um, <laughs> be open to the idea that incremental progress is something to be celebrated and not necessarily something that is easy to attain. But there are actual things you can do. Like if I've, one of the things that I don't do to myself as much anymore is I don't, when I hear the phrase and now it's all ruined or I feel myself doing that, I laugh because I've said it so much, Brianna. Like when I catch myself doing the black and white thinking, now I only remember the times I catch, right? Because it's easy to forget. But for me, like catching myself being like, that's not true. You know what I mean? The using the phrase sarcastically over and over again, what if this is good enough? Um, Mm -hmm. It will sometimes make me laugh out loud because it'll come at the, me just feeling completely overwhelmed and I've tried to do some sort of project and I just look at the room and it's destroyed Brianna. Like I was going to redo a closet or do, I was, I mean, I literally was going to put up curtains and I bought this thing and I can still see the rod behind this shelf that I put up. Um, Mm -hmm. And and, Mm -hmm. and I just look at it undone and I say to myself, what if this is good enough in a sarcastic Uh manner? And I will tell you that uh, sarcastic humor is a great way to remind yourself things. And it is completely like humor is like mood altering in that moment. Mm-hmm. Like, what if this mm-hmm. is good enough? And then just leaving and making myself a fresh cup of coffee and just dealing with it in a minute. <laughs> like, this, what if this is good enough? I don't know. It's going to have to be for now because we're having a cup of coffee. Because right now, all I want to do is swear at this thing and we're going to take a minute. But I got to tell you, it does, it changes it right around. And I think one of the biggest barriers to becoming more positive is remembering and sarcastic jokes that you run in your head over and over and over again are a great way to do that. And then there's like some finite ways if you're not into sarcastic jokes, which is honestly my go-to. There's finite ways. You can take your watch and put it on your other wrist. And every time you go to look at the time with that that other wrist, you remind yourself... um, that one, I'm an older person who uses a watch to tell time instead of my phone. And then two, mm-hmm. <laughs> or old school, I should say, like good for me. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, two, though, I'm remembering to be a little more positive. There's also apps you can have on your phone. I'm using the Yap app, the Y-A-P-P app, but there are other ones that just randomly, and you get to choose between what hours it does it, will just flash on my screen like a reminder of something that I'm trying to remember. And I, you can change out those reminders to be like alternating different phrases um, that you want to remember. And one of them could be, what if this is good enough? Or, hey, what's the positive take on this? Or I'm good enough. Or for me, I'm trying to remind myself because I want to build resilience that I can do hard things. And I get to decide what's hard and what's not hard, Brianna. Uh, and just because somebody else would be like, that's not hard. I'm like, it doesn't matter what anybody mm-hmm. else thinks. That's 
another barrier to my positivity is um, I don't know why I create people in my mind that are saying whatever it is that I'm doing. Like I, the voice of people who haven't spoken to me in years is constantly echoing in my mind and sarcastic humor and uh, phrases sh uh, shouted at me from my phone at random times, not shouted, mm -hmm. but screamed at me from my phone, mm -hmm. help put that into motion. And another friend of mine used to do this. He told himself, um, uh, it was from, um, it was from a recovery group that I was in that every time he walked through a doorway, he would remind himself that he wanted to be sober. Mm. Um, but you can use the same sort of what they call, it's like a visual, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? A signpost. Right. So you create mm -hmm. this, you create this subconscious signpost. Every time I walk through a doorway, I remember that I want to be more positive. Every time my hand touches a door handle and you say that to yourself and then you'll find that your brain automatically is like, oh yeah, that's right. I'm opening my car door. I want to be more positive, which is always a great one. Just before you step into traffic, Brianna, I want to be more positive. <laughs> so, I open mm -hmm. that door. so you can set up signposts that way, digitally, mm -hmm. old school or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Ooh, there was so much in that one. Uh, <laughs> it was a long. I, I wish I took no, that. I, I wish I said it was short. No, absolutely not. All of it was good, good stuff. I think I, it made. I always appreciate the reminder of the humor. I just feel like, especially because I was uh, tended to be a kid and then an adult uh, who just takes herself way too seriously and is very, you know. Ah, everything's got to be perfect. And I just feel like having a sense of humor, especially towards myself uh, or with myself, I guess, um, has been incredibly helpful. And I, you know, we talk, we use what if this is good enough all the time. I feel like it's our version of nailed it. Yes. <laughs> so it is just a sense of eh, it's fine. It's fine. It's maybe not perfect, but it's fine. And and I'm going to stay, you know, a positive. I'm not going to get on my own butt about that. Um, I also think, you know, when we're talking about sense of humor, I like to use funny swear words or swear phrases that aren't actually swear words. I've just made them up. <laughs> um, nice. So that, again, that sense of I can't take myself too seriously when I'm making up some random <laughs> slew of words as if it's like a meaningful <laughs> curse, <laughs> you know, curse word. Um, it just, it just lightens the mood. I don't take myself serious. I can't take myself too seriously. And then it leaves that space to just find like the positive take on whatever it is. Um, I think the other thing that was really great that you talked about is this idea of present. So staying present to the current moment so that you can, one, be aware of what's going on and how you feel, uh, but just even to be present enough to remember that you're trying to be positive. I feel like for me, um, especially when I start to get uh, a little bit tired or a little bit stressed out, I just focus much less and I'm not paying as much attention. And so it's a lot easier to fall into um, less than positive thinking because I'm not really, I feel like in those moments, I'm not really seeing like the true kind of what's going on. I'm, you know, when I'm not as present or not as focused, it's a lot easier to fall into those thinking traps that we've talked about. Uh, so really working on staying present and I, you know, 
I really, really appreciated hearing that idea of preparing. So if it is a situation that we're getting into, you mentioned traffic. So I'm, I'm going into traffic or I know, I know that this is going to be a tough week at work or, you know, I'm, I'm going into a social situation that I'm, you know, maybe not super excited about taking just a little bit of time to prepare yourself and to kind of get your focus together, um, maybe give yourself that little bit of a pep talk, remind yourself, hey, you know, I'm trying to be positive, but I'm, I'm going to do what I can. And then, you know, maybe leave the rest or maybe leave it for later. And I'll come back and look at it and see what I could learn. But this idea that um, this idea that we can prepare ourselves for certain situations so that we have as much opportunity as possible to go in and be positive. Part of that preparation can be, hey, I know that this is going to be a tough week, or I know I'm going into, again, you know, whatever situation, I'm going to make sure I have enough sleep mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, before I do that. I'm going to make sure that I've, if, you know, if I'm a hangry kind of person, I'm going to make sure that I've had something to eat, or, you know, I'm going to make sure that I have, you know, one way for me um, that I find is able, and I do feel like I can sometimes overdo it, but you know, I need to stay positive. And so I'm going to look for something that's going to give me a little bit of comfort. So like coffee does that for me. So I'm stressed, I'm stressed out. So I'm going to have more caffeine, super smart, Um, but it works. (laughs) It totally works. Um, But I know like, oh, it's going to be a, it's going to be a long day or I'm going to have a day with, it's like a lot of back-to-back meetings. So I'm going to just start it off with a little bit of comfort and, you know, maybe I'm going to do a little bit of, for me, I like to do sometimes um, little breathing exercises just to kind of, again, that bring that focus in, kind of get my head on straight and then step out into the world and be willing to just kind of see what happens and try as much as I can to, stay positive or at least not be totally, you know, at least not fall into too much negativity, I'll say. Yes, I absolutely agree with that. And I find it, you know, one of the sayings that they used to have uh, in recovery was to look out for HALT. They had, you know, that acronym HALT, which stands for hungry, angry, lonely, tired. And as a sort of foundation for recovery, but I think it also works as a foundation for trying to be more positive is with, if you're too hungry, you're too angry, you're too lonely, you're too tired. It's really hard to summon the energy or even remember that you're reaching for something better. And I really mm-hmm. love that you talked about the preparation because one of the, one of, one of the great ways to, to once you've, once you've slept, once you've eaten well, once you've, engage with the community a little bit more and you're not too tired and you want to feed your positive thoughts, one of the fastest and quickest routes to that is gratitude. Uh, and I don't just say that because I, you know, ran a website called my thank you site for me, mm-hmm. like a gratitude list. And it does, you don't even have to write it down. Just remembering to be grateful. Um, one of the phrases that people use all the time is thank you Thursdays. So that every time you see Thursday pop up as a signpost, you try to remember like three things I'm thankful for. I used to do a, a list of 10 things a day but I tried not to repeat it. And there are different ways and different things that you can do. Um, I, uh, there are lots of gratitude journals out there. I wrote a daily gratitude journal by my thank you, Tom, dot com if you ever want to buy it. Hello. Hint, hint, hint. But you can actually write your own. 
Mm -hmm. right? You just, you just get a couple of prompts that you write on some index cards and randomly whenever you're feeling stressed or, or you, you type them all into that Yap app that one of them just pops up and it reminds you of something to be grateful for. And it doesn't have to be, you know, big giant things, but it can be something as simple as a cup of coffee. It can also be, oh yeah, so-and-so in the world loved me. I have this memory. I have this vacation that I remembered. Mm -hmm. And just like good thoughts. Some people prefer to do it visually instead of just writing it down in a journal. Some people make a collage of gratitude or I, I have a lot of friends that, um, and I was like, oh, this is really beautiful. I'm not crafty, so I can't put this together um, without creating mm -hmm. quite the disaster in my room. But I had a friend who used to do collages of all of the things that happened the year before that she enjoyed. So it was a lot of photos of friends and different things like that. And she would put it around her mirror where she would get ready for uh, work every day. And she would look at it. And a friend of mine created, uh, he put together, he, every time he would go on vacation, he would get a magnet and he got this big metal thing and he put all the magnets together close from all the places that he went to with his travels. And every time he went to the bathroom, that's where it was hanging. And it would remind him of all of the fun that he'd had going on his adventures. And it also made mm -hmm. when he went out to vacation, um, it was one thing to buy in one of those cheesy gift shops. That was always something mm -hmm. fun so that he would be, it would be that kind of a memento. And it actually, um, it brings me a lot of joy to see it. It makes me want to travel just to get the magnet so I can make one of these things. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, I don't have to, I don't have to tape anything. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't have to cut anything out. You know, I, I might be able to put this kind of thing together, you know, but I'm just like, but I, I don't go anywhere. Uh <laughs> So I was like, can I have a magnet mm -hmm. for like Ralph's grocery store? And then like a magnet. For... <laughs> I went to a 7-Eleven. Do they have a magnet? Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I went to visit my mom in Florida. Maybe there's a coconut creek. Uh, <laughs> like mm -hmm. just some random suburb in Florida. Get their magnet there. Um, but no, mm -hmm. anyway. So like maybe there's something visually you can put up in a room. That just reminds you of some of the things that you're grateful for. And a lot of people love to do that or different photos or looking over photo albums and all the th things th like put together can remind you what you're excited about in life. Mm -hmm. And I really appreciate hearing the, the discussion about arts and crafts and collaging and finding those things that bring you a sense again that sense of comfort or some or joy or a way to a uh, um, art as a way to work through some things and by art I mean coloring <laughs> I really really appreciated the opportunity to just kind of shut like kind of come down from stress I guess through you know putting on some music or a show that I like and have seen a, a hundred times uh, and just coloring and just like the the it's not even a distraction because it's not as if I guess it is it is a way to kind of turn almost like to turn off to de-stress de-stress but to work to be able to work through things so it's not as if I'm you know totally mindless as i'm doing these things but i'm like letting go of some of the things that i don't have the control over so that i can work through the things that i do and i don't even know that that's a conscious thing but i feel like after a session i'll say 
after I've colored a couple pictures, I just feel better and feel as if I can now look at things in a more positive perspective because, as you said, I've let that stress go or I've um, at least uh, found a way to kind of mitigate it enough that I can have a different perspective or have that more positive perspective on it. So if there are those things that you like, I have a friend who loves to puzzle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so that's another way, that thing where you're just, um, you're kind of focused on a a very um, singular task and that just kind of frees up your, your brain, I guess, to bring space and awareness so that you can, for me, I'll say, so that I can um, either in that moment or afterwards actually work through things and in a way that I'm not caught up in whatever kind of got me into that stressy um, situation or, or, or mindset. And so I think, you know, art, um, some for some folks, it's just, you know, actually kind of meditating, listening to music, any of those things that are going to kind of let that external, some of that external stimuli, let some of that go so that you can work through and and find your opportunities to find your opportunities to be positive. And I think, you know, another piece of that um, is that that goes along with that is finding positive role models or or role models who people who model positivity so it is that sense of um you know if i'm trying to be more positive hopefully i can surround myself with positive people or i can at least identify some folks who are kind of doing it or or um seem to have some of the skills that i'd like to have and figure out how they're doing that and just watch or ask um, and use that as an opportunity to be more positive or support, um, support trying to be more positive. Absolutely. I completely agree. I think one of the things that I found particularly helpful in the beginning and I find helpful every week is that you and I get together every week to talk about what's going on with us, and then also have a foundation where there's an expectation that somewhere we can't, that we're going to be positive. I'm not saying that every minute of all of our conversations are positive. Sometimes we need to vent and get out what's happened that's bothering us. But there Mm -hmm. is an underlying expectation that we're going to be doing a positivity podcast. We both kind of, because how we got so much closer was that initial positivity fest. There's that reminder there that reminds me that, oh yeah, there's, um, there's something, there's a, there's a side to this that I'm not looking at. And Mm -hmm. I think one of the interesting things is when, when life is different, for instance, you and I were talking about the order, disorder, reorder. And sometimes when you're in the disorder portion of it, things feel very dark, Mm -hmm. but knowing that things have to, in order for things to change, in order to move through something else, like if you're, we always say the closet analogy, if you're cleaning out your closet because you want it all nice and new, you take everything out and there's a, there's a good chunk of time when you're clearing up or you're doing a renovation on a house or you're doing something physically where things look a lot messier than they were. And that isn't mm-hmm. because things aren't getting better. It's a sign that things are getting better, but it doesn't look like it yet. And that disorder sometimes 
when you're in the disorder, sometimes it feels like things are going wrong. Mm -hmm. And it's important to remember, well, one, to see what few things or what things are going right. So look towards the good things, focus on those. And then remembering that as part of the way things work, in order to have something new, especially when you're trying something new, it, it will sometimes not look great. Like sometimes the best, mm -hmm. sometimes what's going right in your life looks bad. It just, that's mm -hmm. how it goes. When you, I want my dream is to have a pool. We've got a backyard big enough for it, Brianna. But in order to get that pool, I know what it's going to look like back there. When we got mm -hmm. the new roof on, it was just three days of um, what felt like, I don't know, 20 million reindeers on top of our house. Just clanking everywhere. And that wasn't a sign that things were going wrong. It was actually a sign that we were, the house was getting fixed up and looking better and it looked great. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, those three days were, uh, were a lot, Brianna. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> well, and I think that, um, you know, the reminder of what the disorder can feel like or what it can feel like when you're in the midst of some type of transition or change is always a uh, appreciated and helpful reminder. And I feel like what, you know, <laughs> I feel like I need it. Um, because there is that tendency then, right? When you're in it and you're just like, oh my God, 20 million reindeer on the roof. What the heck? Um, the tendency would be to, to say, what have I done wrong? <laughs> right. Well, what have I done wrong? But we need to stop this right now. Yeah. With the roof <laughs> like, like half <laughs> off. And, yeah, right? exactly. Right. And so I feel like that is the tendency where you're, you know, feeling, uh, feeling, the growing pains, I guess, of change. And it's like, oh, I want to get back to where it was comfortable because I knew that even though, even though it had to have been uncomfortable or you wouldn't have left it. Right. right. Um, you and I, because this is just kind of <laughs> where my headspace is, we talked about it a little bit as well. Like that idea of uh, you know, in the movies, mm -hmm. <laughs> when some we'll we'll say like there's a like some sort of hallway that's flooding, right? And there's like that little bit of space, and you can hang on to a pipe in the ceiling, and you're safe. But the water's coming, <laughs> right? And you have to let go of that safe pipe, and maybe like hold your breath for longer than you're comfortable with to like swim out to safety. And there's that moment where you're like, but this pipe is like safe. <laughs> I'm I'm good. I'm I'm okay here. Uh but as the building is like falling down around you whatever, it is that sense of you know sometimes I have to remind myself I have to do this thing that's uncomfortable to get to the next. I don't I don't know it's not always the next place, but I need to get to the place that's going to be um better for me and if I'm using that um in relation to uh, positivity or any kind of, I guess, change, um, you know, I have to remember that I can't stop in the midst because then you're just really gonna, <laughs> you're just in the middle of a mess. Uh, and it, it's, it's not comfortable getting through that, but if you just can hang on, um, and, and 
I guess, persevere, you get out the other side with new understanding, a new outlook, new opportunities. Um, and so, yeah, just that reminder that that disorder phase of, you know, of the transition doesn't feel good. Um, and that's, I mean, I guess that's normal. It's absolutely normal. One of the things I remind myself is, I, who was it? Um, Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson talked about the, what is it when you're, um, uh, like, where you feel like you're uh, a fraud, like they, you feel like it's, mm -hmm. she calls it. Imposter. Yes. She talked about imposter syndrome. And I have often felt like an imposter. Like, it, take, it took me a long time to realize I am a novelist. I usually just say writer because that's easier. You know, I've written articles and they've been published and I've done things. So I could just easily say I'm a writer because I write all the time, right? But when somebody says, oh, you're a novelist, I think, well, I've written. And it's like, you're a novelist now. You have written a lot of novels. You've written more than like 14 books at this point. And I think five of them were officially the word counts according to whatever the internet likes to say are novels. So you've done it. And there's countless more that were never published that are just sitting on your hard drive. So, okay. So I'm a novelist now. And one of the things that I realized is when things are hard, I remind myself that later when I've finished this, this is why I'm not an imposter. Like this mm -hmm. is proof that I'm really doing it because I used to, when things got difficult, I used to use that as evidence that I'm not really insert whatever it is I really truly want to be in the world. And then after what I've done, I'd use it that I've that I was able to succeed as evidence that I'm not like, I don't know where I set up this game, but it's a it's a loser's game. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I'm the one calling myself the loser. Like, no, I'm mm -hmm. setting up the game where I'm going to win. It's hard because uh, it's a thing that's worth doing. Okay, in the words of um, Tom Hanks's character in A League of the Ho in League of Their Own, the hard is what makes it good. And then when I've done it, that's the reason why I'm not an imposter. I can remember. No, there mm -hmm. were some really hard and scary times there that I was able to weather through. And I'm that's why I get to call myself a novelist. That's why I get to call myself an author or a writer or whatever it is that I want to call myself in the moment. I'm not lying. I am telling the truth. This is what it looks like. And I find that I'm always worried about justifying myself to a critic that isn't even in my area. Brianna, I work alone. Like, who's calling mm -hmm. me anything? Like, even right now, I'm imagining somebody listening who's saying, you're not really, though. <laughs> and I'm like, who is that? Mm -hmm. They're not even, are they there? Like, Chrissy, mm -hmm. it's just mm -hmm. you imagining somebody. And if they are, it's like our listeners are all around the world. Like, what are the odds I'm going to run into them and they're going to remember this moment and then be like, you're not really a writer. You know, <laughs> you're not a novelist. I've read your books. Mm -hmm. It's like, you gotta go, it's a lot of ways for them to go around to just, and I'm living in fear of that imaginary person that doesn't exist. What am I doing? So I've just, it's a long way of saying, just because it's hard, the hard is what makes it good. Remember that having a hard time isn't you not being positive. Just like reframing the way you look at things and then look for where things are going good. Like always look for, um, you know, at least, the, at least this coffee is good. Or if the coffee is bad, at least I have coffee. Or if there is no coffee, at least coffee exists in the universe. There's a lot of coffee analogy in this. <laughs> But insert coffee for whatever it is you think is 
good and holy. And I have to drink decaf mm-hmm. and I still think coffee's good. Mm-hmm. Yes. I like that reminder to look for something good. Look for something positive. If it's one thing, if it's like one big thing, a couple little things, or just one little thing, okay. And even if, like you said, sometimes, you know, it's it's not even that we can be maybe I can't muster the positivity, but I can be like that 1% less negative. And sometimes the way that I can maintain or like kind of keep that, I guess, uh, if not positive, stay, oh, stay neutral maybe, or stay, you know, prevent myself from, from going full on negative is to just be like, well, um, find a thing that's not happening. Find a bad thing that's not happening. I feel like sometimes is the best I can do. Um, And I wish I had an example, but it's like, you know, well, at least it's not raining, I guess, you know, something kind of like that. And I just feel like those things are, again, so helpful. And sometimes, as we've talked about before, will, you know, trigger just kind of a chuckle or something like that, that makes it helpful uh, to, to, you know, maintain. I do feel like um, one thing I wanted to share that I have come to learn just recently is sometimes, and I don't mean this in like the excessive, in any kind of excessive way, but sometimes the way to be more positive or one way to be more positive is to avoid negative things, which I know sounds so duh. Um, But when we talk about, you know, the preparing, it is that sense of, well, if I know I am you know, traffic is one of my things that I'm going to avoid that, you know, I'm going to find ways to avoid that if possible. So I'm going to leave earlier. I'm going to take a different route. Um, I am going to be a little bit more like I'm going to have some music in the car that I like that so that if I get stuck in traffic, at least I'll have something or a podcast, whatever. Um, but I, I have come to learn that it is okay to avoid. And part of that sometimes can be saying no to things that you just feel like, I'm not going to like that. (laughs) I'm definitely not going to enjoy that. Or if I go to that, it's going to take a lot of energy and it'll be tough for me to, you know, stay positive about it. Um, So that it's, it is okay to, I had to learn that it's okay to look out for myself in that way. Um, Again, not to overdo it excessively and, you know, live a life of complete avoidance, like nothing that ever inconveniences me. I will, I bother to go to, I will only exist in, yeah. Exactly. I can never drive there during traffic. But but yes, mm-hmm. limiting our exposure to negativity can definitively, for instance, cutting back on the news can mm-hmm. definitely help. Like cutting back mm-hmm. on the news or, or a, a friend that is incredibly negative, maybe instead of seeing them every day for lunch, they're, they become a bi-monthly friend or you eliminate mm-hmm. them entirely over time. There mm-hmm. are things, yeah, I do think limiting our exposure to things that have a tendency to make us feel bad is a good thing. Absolutely. And I feel like that brings us to our mission for this week. So it's a, it's a, I'm going to say it's one of our more simple ones, I hope. Um, But this week's mission is to think of just one way you'd like to be more positive and give it a try. 
and we'd love to hear how it goes um, or any questions you have or any perspectives on the topics that we discussed, you can email us at positiveviewpodcast at gmail.com. That's positiveview, V-I-E-W, podcast at gmail.com. Yes, and don't forget, new episodes are available every Monday. Please subscribe and take a moment to rate the podcast because it helps more people find us. Also, if you're enjoying the Positive View podcast, share us with your friends. And that is our show for today. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Christy Murphy. And I'm your other host, Brianna G. We'll talk soon.